So look at this beautiful book. Amazing. <laughs> what a day of celebration to be able to say, wow, look what we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Melissa Belongia, Belongia. Belongi. Belongi. Um, you just told yes. me, I just totally went right out of my brain. <laughs> That's okay. Um, what a beautiful opportunity for us all to share some magic as we bring this book to the world. And the the beautiful beautiful part about it is your contributing chapter. And um, so I'm going to introduce you um, by reading your bio. Melissa Belongi is a writer and creative strategist serving individual entrepreneurs and company leaders who desire breakthroughs in creating conscious lives, starting with relationships. Using the regenerative relationship method, Melissa guides people to draw from the wisdom of natural cycles to uncover and align with their most authentic expression. Being truly seen and heard in all areas of life is a courageous act that begins with intention and a strong relationship with self. The, the bio goes on and it's very interesting to read um, her bio, but you'll have to pick up a copy of the book to read the rest of it. <laughs> so your chapter is Regenerative Relationships Will Heal the Earth. Fascinating title. So tell us some of the backstory behind how this title for your chapter came to be. Sure. So I, let's see, I've been following the sustainability movement for probably a little over two decades, just as a young person and really curious about people and the environment. And I didn't know I was interested in sustainability until the same themes kept coming up over and over. And so I just took a real interest in it and um, always was but I always thought about sustainability from the perspective of the the human perspective and sort of the anthropology of it and, you know, the cultural aspect of sustainability, which is different than coming at it from the environmental perspective, which what I tend to notice in the sustainability field is that by coming to it from the environmental perspective first and only, it kind of cuts out the relationship piece or the emotional social awareness. And so... That's the piece that I have been continuing to search for in conversations around sustainability. And then as sustainability has evolved and grown as a practice and an industry and just more familiarity and as the you know culture has embraced it more, it's actually starting to move into this new term regeneration. And so to me, that's really where, you know, where things need to go in order to sort of support the ecosystem of environment, people, um, and also, you know, profit is part of that in a business context. So it's just really about, to me, it's really about shifting the paradigm from, again, these kind of like linear ways of thinking to nonlinear or more circular ways of thinking. And that equates to me on the relationship plane as, you know, moving from a codependent dynamic, which is kind of the dominant relationship model in society right now into interdependence, which is all about learning how to be sovereign and be individual in connection with other people. So really learning how to be in our power and be authentic and also be in healthy relationships with one another. And so to me, that's really the foundation of a regenerative relationship is something that 
you know, the qualities of regeneration have to do with, you know, expansion and growth and renewal and constant, you know, composting of lessons and learning and to create new life, that kind of thing versus, you know, again, in that linear framework, um, things can be wasted more readily and it's not as efficient. And so regeneration is just this, you know, new way to look at things that really folds back into itself so that we can continuously, you know, grow and expand from that place versus extract and, and make hollow, you know, that would be the opposite of regeneration. Right. And it's more holistic all the way around because, you know, we live in a world that it feels like hasn't paid a lot of attention to, you know, to sustainable, really good ways to take care of our earth, let alone our relationships. Yeah. It's been a real, very different type of world. And yet I think especially our young people like yourself are waking up to there's got to be a different way there has to be a different way and we cannot keep on in this pattern of of craziness you know yeah and and in in personal relationships it's it's um for many for many it was a very male dominated and you know Mm -hmm. he's the head of the house i grew up in that kind of environment yeah You, you couldn't even um, you know, like my my father was like, women women are last. You know, <laughs> in a religious environment where I had to even wear a headscarf when I <laughs> spoke with, taught it, it taught somebody uh, like something about the scriptures in <laughs> front of my own brother when we were only thirteen months apart. It was like ah, this is uh-huh. the like life. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. rebelling about uh, uh, about it. You know, because it's not what I felt like was the it didn't speak to my heart for sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah your quote in the beginning of the book which of your chapter I really resonated with it says dream big cultivating the vision of your dream relationship and nurturing them in that direction every day of is one of the most powerful things anyone can do to transform the mood of the world and the health of the earth Starting with self, then with the with others, and radiating out to the world, the quality of relationships at every level defines our collective human experience. That is beautiful. Really, kind of summarizes what you just said, but at the same time, shows what an incredible, unique human being you are to step into a world. And I really feel like for that, it's it's the young people that are going to turn the tide because they've watched for so long. If they grew up, most most young people have grown up with all the all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's, I was, you know, my kids were ha- pretty much grown before computers came about. <laughs> and we didn't have yeah. these devices. And yet I watch in our neighborhood, there's lots of kids, but you never see them out playing. Yeah. And you see, yeah. questioning, where is everybody? You know, what, are, yeah. they, are they sitting in their houses on their devices? And they're yeah. Not moving their bodies and experiencing the world and making friendships and all these things. And so where does that happy balance come in? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's definitely part of the motivation of emphasizing emotional skills development and really highlighting this connection between, you know, personal intimacy and relationship skills as being that, you know, 
piece that we're potentially glazing over and not paying attention to just because again, emotions are typically sort of sidelined as not important or, you know, kind of, they're too messy. They're too fluffy. Like let's not deal with them. And that's really a, it's really cutting us off from connection with ourselves in this bigger way where so much, I think of what is falling down in society are these, you know, connections with other people and this sense of being able to connect with another person's humanity that maybe has a different background from one another when, you know, humans really fundamentally are so similar. And it's just this, you know, again, if we don't go deep enough into relationship with one another, it's hard to understand that, you know, somebody has a, you know, same makeup, different perspective, you know? And so that's what I think relationship skills really allow people to access is this deeper, richer emotional experience in relationship with other people. Because to me, it's the most rewarding experience you can have is to have a, you know, great interaction with somebody, even if it's just a stranger, you know, you don't just having these skills doesn't mean you have to go super deep with everybody you cross paths with, but having these skills of self-intimacy and relational intimacy allows people to connect um, easier, even if it's just, you know, asking somebody, you know, a more personal question that just gives you a little glimmer into how they see the world. It creates more of that compassion and empathy and um, so that to me feels like the missing piece that we're missing right now in culture in terms of emphasizing more relational skills development to be able to help people feel more connected. Cause I think that's when things kind of start to get weird, you know? So. Well, it's interesting because um, even sometimes just a smile can make change of the countenance. Mm -hmm. Somebody if you go at the grocery store and they act, surprised when somebody's you know looks them in the eye and smiles you know? yeah and and it, so it, it um it goes so deep but you're one of the quotes in um in your chapter says to be in love with oneself is to be in love with life in this way perhaps the highest form of self-love is in relationships when we can fully surrender our agendas and be in simple full presence mm hmm so where did this all begin for you? Have you always been that way? Or, you know, is it, did it something in life make you say, hey, wait a minute, I don't like it like this? I think partially it's been, you know, just growing up and, you know, uh, my family dynamics, there's a lot of love in our household, but definitely some hard stuff and trauma to work through and it really impacting, you know, the way that I was showing up in relationships and at the same time, I always had this innate desire to really be fully seen and heard in a relationship. And as I've, you know, gone through life, it's, it has felt again, that that hasn't been the dominant relationship model that it like, there's always a sacrifice to be made or a compromise to be made in. And I don't mean compromises in like, you know, not working together with somebody else. I mean, compromises and people needing to compromise who they are in order to be in a connection with somebody else. And that was just something I always struggled with in terms of what felt like was the option for relationships. And so I've just been an investigator around different relationship theories, different relationship tools, and having my own experiences and really, you know, aspiring to get 
to that place where the relationships I have in my life really are, you know, a reflection of, um, you know, they do allow me to grow and be my full self and, uh, feel fully accepted. And, you know, through the course of that quest, of course, you know, it, it always has brought me back to myself because, you know, it's, we don't get into those types of relationships until we get really intimate with our own selves, um, as the passage to, those types of, um, you know, really uh, what I, what I like to call like clean relating, you know, where it just feels clean, where it's just somebody's not, what's that? It's wholesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And getting back to that basic goodness of just, you know, being able to support others while also not taking on other people's, you know, things that they have to work through in their life. And again, that's that codependency, dynamic that I think we're, you know, culturally trying to move away from, um, or at least I've seen that as a pattern where people are trying to figure out what is the sweet spot between um, being able to support another and stay true to myself. And so, again, I just think it's this um, comes down to just a skill set. It's just developing skills around it. It's not, you know, everyone's capable of doing it, but it's about the people who take time to really you know, reflect and look at, at developing those skills that I think get the benefit of um, finding their way into these more, I guess, equal type relationships. And, you know, the other thing that is on my mind these days is just this idea of self-love being a really isolating experience because the message is always like, we have to do it on our own. And I think we learn how to love ourselves in relationship to others as well. So absolutely. It really yeah. finds us and um that's beautiful because it doesn't mean we have to be alone. It means right. that that we grow in healthy relationship. Um yeah. and something that that um you know we, we pass on so much generationally and it's time as um for all of us to kind of cut the the generation keep fascinating, you know, a repeat of all these things that keep happening generation after generation, and then yeah. to discover who we truly are as a person and be able to enjoy our life in the company of whether it, whether it's you choose to get married or whatever the scenario is just, yeah. just simply friendships yeah. and being able to cultivate a deeper, more lasting, more rich experience as yeah. a result of, of viewing life in a whole different way. Yeah. Well, and to come back to the title of the chapter, I just feel like we have a lot on our plate as a species of what we need to tackle in the next decade. And it just, to me, it's, there's not a regenerative future available unless we can work together. And that requires, again, relating to each other in new ways, which is, comes back to these skill sets and this ability to, you know, learn how to drop defenses and engage in a more real way instead of, you know, treating each other as avatars. And you know what I mean? Like, and again, it's just, these are just skills that we need to take time to develop. It's nothing more than that. And that's kind of what I really like to try to impart to people is that it's just the micro actions, actually. It's just taking the small steps of being curious and open to how we show up and relate to one another that allows us that insight and ability to refine 
what we're doing because it's always a work in progress, right? Like it's never going to be done. So no, it, no, it will always continue. <laughs> um, do you work with other um, women, men and women in this regard? Do you have these kind of conversations with your friends? Yeah, I do quite a bit actually. And I'm starting to move. So I'm making a, you know, transition into working with more individuals and putting on workshops around um, the specific method that I write about in the chapter as well. That really helps. It's kind of a tool for self-inquiry to for people to be able to do this kind of work, but in a way that feels accessible in daily life so that, you know, it doesn't require, you know. A ton of time. It just requires this these Where? little moments, right? That we ask ourselves reflective questions and things like that. And so, it's yeah. I just I created this tool, and I'm I'm looking forward to teaching more workshops about the tool because uh, it's also supposed to be fun. You know, to me, being able to connect in this way with people is just the most fun I can have on this earth. And um, so, I just. I think when people really get that the reward is actually quite hefty in terms of um, doing this, you know, processing, which can be scary because it's about vulnerability and truth telling and letting our protection mechanisms go. Uh, but the reward is just so worth it, you know? Absolutely. So, yes. yes. Yeah. That is so beautiful. And congratulations to you that you, you listen to that awareness within you and that you're continuing to grow. And that's the whole, really the lifeblood of a future for our world is, is us being willing to make those changes. Yeah. And also just knowing that it's possible, you know, because I do think at times when I've had this conversation with people, it's like, this is just the way relationships are. And it's like, no, I think we can do, I think we can do better for ourselves. You know, I think there's more available for us if we really let ourselves grow and evolve in new ways and really get curious, you know? So yeah, beautiful. What a yeah. conversation and, and, and to know that, um, as it expands into every time you talk about this way with somebody else and it opens up their mind, and the ripple effect that that can have is so refreshing versus mm -hmm. the same old kind of crazy way that, that we've lived our life and the way families pass on their these all these traits from generation to generation. Yeah. We can change the flow of that and yep. change it for future generations how much better. And I really feel like our world is evolving anyway. I think yeah. there's been enough things that have happened that that is cause, causing a wake-up call. Yes, you know, definitely. That we know we have to do something different or else what's, you know, what's this world going to be? And right. what we want for future generations. Right. And a lot of times it comes down again to those micro moments of just like treating people well, uh, when you have the chance and when you're in front of them and things like that. And, and just that feeling, I think, you know, the word refreshing is, is right. It's like, it's so refreshing when, when you are, you know, when two people come together and they're curious and they're wanting to learn about each other versus kind of fight or even just, you know, prop up their version of the world um, only, you know, because it's it's everyone has their perspective, but it's just about 
understanding that we all have a piece of the larger perspective. And so it's about investigating what, what's your piece? What's my piece? And how do, how do these pieces come together? You know, how does it all connect? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for a beautiful, fantastic interview. And it was wonderful to get to know you even better and what, what you, what you bring to the world. And it's very refreshing to, to be able to hear all these beautiful, different perspectives on a life better lived. Yeah. Well, thank you for the great questions. And I look forward to chatting more. Awesome. I look forward to it too. So if you have um, not picked up a copy of this book, if you're mm -hmm. listening to this video, be sure and pick up a copy. It should be easy to find. You can go to Amazon and just type in Divine, Amazing Woman, Divine Legacy, or Marshingle, or any of our names, actually, I think. Um, and you'll be able to find it. It will be soon in all the online bookstores. And so grab a copy and you will find. And if you're a, um, a gentleman and you have somebody significant that you think could enjoy this, be sure and get it for her. It would make a beautiful gift. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Thank you so Great much. Conversation. Thank you.